Last hour of the program. Corey Curtis sitting in for Nick and Braden. It just takes one me to fill the seat for those two guys. That either means I got a big butt or I got a lot to say. <laughs> sitting in with Derek ladder. Mason. You think it's the ladder? ladder? Yeah. All right. Got no. a lot to say. <laughs> uh, those guys will be back tomorrow, though. Look forward. Always look forward to what you guys uh, have got to say. Enjoy being a part of the show every Monday at 7. I don't know if you enjoy having me or not. No, we enjoy it. But I enjoy being a part of the show. Hey, guys, uh, Preds Insiders tonight from 6 to 7 at Brewhouse South in Cool Springs before Smashville Live at 7. Uh, Adam Vingan will be the co-host for Ryan Porth on Preds Insiders tonight from 6 to 7. So if you just uh, heard Adam on the program and want to hear more of that, um, he will give you an hour's worth of Preds talk uh, that's coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. Corey Curtis and Derek Mason, as I said, sitting in here, getting ready for Preds opening night, also getting ready for Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we've talked uh, quite a bit about the Titans matchup you know, offensively with the Bills and that you like it uh, better than, than, say, like the Patriots because mm-hmm. it's, it's not a divisional game. Um, I want to talk about Derek Henry for a second mm-hmm. um, because – while he has his longest run this year is 18 yards, and that's very un Derrick Henry like because mm-hmm. he's been a home run hitter. But I think it's much more of the Derrick Henry that the Tennessee Titans need. I'm not saying they don't need 70 yard touchdowns, but they need him to go between the tackles. They need him to bang. They need him to move people, and they need him to set up play action. And I think he's done a really good job of that to start this season. Um, I, I think number 22 is off to a really good start. Yeah, I said that uh, at the beginning of the year, I said that he would uh, lead the AFC um, in rushing. And right now, I think, I think he's, he's ninth third, in the NFL. Yeah, he's ninth in the NFL. I think he's third or fourth um, in the AFC behind Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Marlon, Marlon Mack. Mack. Yes, there's three guys um, in the AFC South. And Mark Ingram um, that he's behind. I think eventually he will pass those guys um, because the only person that has almost 100, yard, 100 yards more than him is Leonard Fournette. Um, and he had like 240 Exactly, last absolutely. So I, I think what, what Derrick Henry, if you look at his career, he's averaging right now 77 yards per game this season. Uh, Scrapulate that throughout the whole season. That's what, about 1,200 yards? He's averaging, right yeah, he's on pace for, and this is kind of one of my points is, He's on pace for 1,200 mm-hmm. and hasn't hit a home run yet. Exactly. And so if you want to say he's going to hit 14, 1,500, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of reasonable. Yeah. I mean, his his career tells me that at four yards a clip, um, he's a really good running back in this. I think he averages a little bit over four yards. For yeah, he's career. been over for his career. Yeah. This is kind of a career low. Exactly. And, right, And that's right at four, four, four yards. Four yards. Yeah. But, but it's, again, it's a different kind of four yards. I but mean, he's doing exactly, I think, what the Titans envisioned him doing mm-hmm. is, you know what, and this is what I commend Arthur Smith with, sticking with him, saying, you know what, I don't mind – even though I want you to get more yards, I don't mind the one yard, two yard, three yards in the first first well, half. But you know what we're not seeing? Mm-hmm. The bounce to the outside and the five-yard loss in second and 15. Yes, he has absolutely. eliminated that from his game. And that was always my big critique mm-hmm. was that he was always looking for the home run instead of sticking it up in there mm-hmm. and, and you know letting things clear, forcing the issue, initiating contact. And that's what he is doing now. Sometimes a run is only one yard. 
and it's a good one-yard run because exactly. it's not a five-yard loss. Because what you do eventually is you wear on the defense. You know, those those linebackers, you're bigger than a lot of those linebackers. You're definitely bigger than the safeties, and you're definitely bigger than the corners. Eventually, they are going to get tired of tackling you in late in the third and the fourth quarter. They're going to start making business decisions. And he has one of the best stiff arms in the National Football League. Um, so Arthur Smith has done a really good job at saying, you know what, we're not going to hold that against you getting one yard, two yards, because we know teams are piling up mm-hmm. the line to stop you. What we want you to do then, if we're going to stick with you, in the third and fourth quarter, those one and two yards need to turn into six Seven yards, eight yards. We need a home run from him. Even though we haven't gotten this year, we have gotten some big runs, but they've gotten called back. Yeah, I think he had like two big runs that got called back. Yeah, they weren't was a, like 20-yard runs, I, but they I think, were bigger runs. No, I think he had a, about a 22-yard run in Jacksonville called back on a Tajay Sharp. Yes, absolutely. Penalty. I think he had one against Cleveland that mm-hmm. was called back, a bigger one that was called back. So he's doing exactly what they want him to do is be that workhorse and come the fourth quarter, you are the guy that, that's that's the closer. You are going to be the closer for us. We're going to give you the ball. We're going to run a a-la four-minute offense with you. We're going to be able to turn around, give you the ball, and on first down, you're going to get four yards. On second down, you're going to get us another four. And now on third down, our playbook is wide open to do whatever we want to. So from that aspect, I think the Tennessee Titans are right on schedule with what they want to do because it's only going to get worse for opposing teams as the season go on. You know, players start to get injured. Players are out there hurt. They're going to start making more business decisions. Hmm. And as long as Derrick Henry stays healthy, I mean, he's going to be a guy that they lean on heavy the second half of the season. How do you like how he matches up or the Titans in that department match up with the Buffalo Bills? I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, Buffalo is a stout defensive line. Now, last week they played against a smaller, faster defensive line in Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. and they were able to have their way uh, against Jacksonville. That was a more bigger defensive line. They had their spots where they did really well, mm-hmm. but then they were, you know, pretty much held in check. Derrick Henry had a good game, but not a game that we wanted him to have against that defense. I think it's sort of like the Jacksonville game. I think there's going to be there's going to be moments in the game where he's going to have to assert himself and Arthur Smith is going to have to stick with Derrick Henry running the football because the last thing you want to do against the Buffalo Bills it be is become a passing offense because they're going to eat you alive if you rely heavy on the pass so they got through 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 hella high water they have to stick with Derrick Henry in the run game. And I think I think it will pay off. I think this is a game, and I don't mind giving a prediction now, but I think this is a game where the Titans can, I think they will win because I think they will stick to a game plan that puts this game close at the, at the the in the fourth quarter, and they will rely heavy on Derrick Henry um, to close the game out for them. If they don't turn the football over, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a, a great, great chance to do that. And and I and I agree, but I, you know, you talked about it before. They've got to when they take their shots, they've got to win them. Mm-hmm. And, and in the past, what I've seen from Marcus Mariota is when they can go play action effectively, mm-hmm. he can deliver those plays in, in some critical situations. He's going to have to do that. And and they've got two really good corners 
in Levi Wallace and Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, A.J. and Corey and uh, Tajay and, and Adam Humphreys have, have all got their hands full. And, and I think I look at this game, and, and again, I'm not going to say that Corey and A.J. can't make plays, but mm-hmm. I think this is a game where Delaney and Adam Humphreys and, and maybe even Deion Lewis in the pass game are going to have to come up with some more chunk plays. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys you know, may have to try to take advantage of some of those other opportunities. It, it would be nice to see you know, Deion be a little more explosive uh, in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I don't know what the answer is to that. Um, I, I, think it's, I think he's more likely to get yards as an outlet than a straight-up screen guy. Because mm-hmm. I think the moment he's on the field, they're looking for a screen. Yeah, I think teams have figured that part out about the Tennessee Titans. And when they bring in um, Deion Lewis, he's a screen guy. They're looking to run the screen. Now, they can use that to their advantage and, you know, fake a screen and do something else. But it's been predominantly this year. You know, he's gotten some carries um, you and, know, from you the know, running back his, position. His but carries haven't been screen, terrible. Yeah, he's, a screen, he's been a relegated to a screen guy in his offense. But, I, and see, I think they've got to get away from that. But yeah. they can still utilize him to protect and release mm-hmm. and then get him the ball and then see if he can get that corner yeah. corner out there. I think, And I think that's, that's where I look where he could possibly do some damage in this football game. And it's going to have to do this damage in this football game. And, and hopefully Delaney Walker is healthier um, because I think that they're going to need him to, to make some plays for them as of well course. in this game. And, and whenever I see an elite type of defense, I always think that Mariota's legs are an X factor. I mean, they, against Jacksonville, when you look at all the Jacksonville wins virtually, Mariota's legs have usually played a critical role uh, in those. And I don't just mean for scrambling. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean using them to run, set up read option, and and get him to the corner. I mean, he had a he had a couple of big plays in Atlanta. Well, well two was it two or three years ago the big run he had on Thursday night against yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, last year when he couldn't pass the ball, he ran against Jacksonville. The, so you're the, right, uh, the Barry Church yeah, stiff arm. I mean, absolutely, it's a, it's a running play. And so yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I so I I I, I kind of wonder, do they unleash some of that? Mm-hmm. Um, against Buffalo because, like you said, they, Buffalo doesn't see a lot of them. Marcus was hurting last year when they played mm-hmm. them, so, I mean, he wasn't going to do a lot in the run game against them last year. Exactly. So I wonder if, if they incorporate more of that. That's one of the things I like about Arthur Smith. He has seen everything that Marcus does well and doesn't mm-hmm. do well, and I'm always interested to see what he's, what he's got up his sleeve. I, I thought they would attack aggressively last week in the passing game, mm-hmm. and they did that, and uh, that was the game that called for it. It'll... I'm not sure as much as I was last week on what the approach is this week. I, I do think you've got to prepare to slug it out mm-hmm. with this team, and so we'll see um, if the Titans can indeed do that. All right, it is 9.15. we got 45 minutes to go uh, on this program today. After this, it's it's Darren, Donick, and Chase. i got to add a third name now. That's a lot. Mm, we just is. call them Double Dip. Double Dip? Yeah. And then, and then what, would they, what did they call Jared and the GM that one time? Gerald and the uh, Gerald and, and the coach. Gerald and the coach. It was Gerald and the coach. God, you know, there's not often where I just yeah. like I'm in the car and I just I got to pull over. I had to pull over. <laughs> I mean, and I heard Braden and the guys like, "Did I say something?" He's like, "Nope, that was perfect." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that was that was actually that was actually pretty uh, perfect." Um, and then uh, of course tonight you got the um, Preds talk with uh, Ryan Porth and uh, Adam Vingan um, from Cool Springs, my neck of the woods. This is ESPN's 1025 The Game. This is the morning drive. 
I don't, I don't think Corey's filling this one. Well, I never was a huge Prince guy, but I know he's a mega star that everybody loves. But I was just thinking about how we're going from Whitney to Prince. It's, it's just a, a the show hit goes parade. all over the place. Man. It's a hit parade. It's a hit parade here. On but, look, but look at this guy. Drive. Look at look at D Mace. He loves this. Man, I yeah. love Prince. Look, man. I know a lot of people love Prince. I, I mean, saw these... Prince in concert here. He was by himself at Bridgestone. Whole show by himself. You know, I, my, I, my favorite Prince moment mm-hmm. is the Charlie Murphy basketball game. <laughs> game <laughs> blouses. I just don't like the gene- I just don't like the generic bump music. I can be playing ACDC Thunderstruck after every uh-huh. break, and then I'll be all fine and dandy. I like to spice things up a little yeah, bit. We, you know, you like the Spice Girls. All right. <laughs> uh, I do, too. We're across the board in our music. We're everywhere. All right, Mace. Yeah. Let's do a, a little round robin here. Okay. We got we got a bunch that's going on this weekend. Um, we've been talking about the Titans, so we will start there. Um, give me a synopsis of the Tennessee Titans game with a victory. How does this thing um, shake out? I think this will be a hard-fought battle, um, as many people do. Um, I think the Titans go in um, saying, hey, listen, we, if we minimize the mistakes, no turnovers, then at home we win this game. And I think it's true. Um, we don't know if Allen's playing. Um, for the Buffalo Bills, they insert Matt Barkley. Um, we see what happened with that against the New England Patriots. Um, so I think if the Titans don't turn the football over, they win this football game. And hopefully that kind of jump starts a winning streak. And, and you think that's going to happen? You think, I think you're, they you're, will. I think they okay. will win the game. I, right, I, right. I just think. I just think it will be a. Defensive battle. Oh, it's going to be a slobber knocker. But the Titans pull it out if they don't turn the ball I, I think it's like a 16-10 game in the fourth uh-huh. quarter, and either they get a defensive score or Derrick Henry busts one off, mm-hmm. and they win in the neighborhood of like 23-10. to 10. Mm. Um, I, I, I think it's close most of the way. Exactly. And then they get, they, you know, they get that tipping point. I, just, I think Buffalo's going to struggle to score. I, I, really, I, just, I have a hard time seeing Buffalo coming in here and, and putting a lot of points. But Frank Gore is an ageless yeah. wonder. Um, if but, they let Barkley beat them, something's wrong. Well, and you know, you just did what you did against Julio Jones and company. Yeah. You, you've got to follow that up. You, you've still got to have that. I mean, and by the way, we haven't talked about the edge that that secondary played with in that game. They, they took it oh, up a notch. Yes. And they've got to keep that edge. They may not be playing Julio Jones, but they've got to bring that same level of intensity to the field. And they usually do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Adoree Jackson even brought edge in that game, and we haven't seen that lately. I haven't and seen so, that in like a year and a half, yeah. two years. And so if, if, they can, if they can all carry that over, mm-hmm. I, I really like that. So that's why I say I like the Titans like 23 to 10. All right, Tennessee hosting Georgia, and how many Georgia fans will be in the stadium, and how do you see that one shaking out? <laughs> I think it's a complete blowout. Um, I think, um, but blowout meaning I think, they you mean lose. like an old diaper blowout? or <laughs> I think it's a 21-point blowout. They don't cover. I mean, Tennessee covers. Meaning it's, what was, what's the line? Of 25. 25, yeah. So Tennessee covers. So is that covering if they keep it under 25? Yeah, so you yeah. like it like 28-7 to 7 or like yes. 42-21? I don't think they're going to score 21. I think it's 35 you know, 14, somewhere okay. around that, 35-14. I, I think that Tennessee, they've had two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. So I think they come out in the first quarter and they make a couple plays and they get the hopes up in Knoxville that, hey, we're going to give them a game today. And it's a game after the first quarter. Uh, but in the end, they lose by 28 points. 
So I, I, I hope it's not the case. I, I see like thirty-eight to ten or forty-two I can't to fourteen. See them beating Georgia, but I hopefully they're uh, hopefully they cover this team. They can say whatever they want. They don't believe they can win. Well, Bush Jones, I mean, not Bush Jones, but Jeremy Pruitt said there's a they are a hundred times better than what they well, were. He can say that all he wants. The results bear out something completely different, and and they they look worse. Than no, they were you're a year right. Ago. You're absolutely and so, right. So so I you know like I said, he sees them every day, and if he feels that way, that's good because that's his job, and his job is the one that ultimately is on the line. Vanderbilt goes to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a seven point favorite. You're not feeling that. No, I think Vandy goes to Ole Miss. Go to Oxford and they pick up a victory. This is a victory. You said that this is a victory they need. This, this is one yeah. of their swing games. It's to go to a bowl game every year. Ole Miss is a game they got to have. Yeah, I think they get it. I think for some, I think their defense steps up this week, um, and they make plays. Not to say that they are going to stop Ole Miss completely, but I think they make plays at critical times in the game that's going to allow their offense to get the ball back and score. So I'm picking Bandy. I, you know what? I, I, I'm not a fan of a lot of players in college football. Mm-hmm. I love Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a I'm, player, man. I, mean, I watched He's him at player. Pearl Cone, uh-huh. and I was so excited when he was coming back here. And he, I mean, it would be hard for me mm-hmm. as a Vanderbilt coach to not give him the ball 30 times every game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he is he – is, Rugged at about five eleven, two twenty. He is explosive. Mm-hmm. He can catch the ball. I mean, and I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to have a huge day. Yeah, a huge day at Ole Miss, and I will go with you. Yeah, uh, on the upset. Boom uh, behind behind the Mamba, Keyshawn Vaughn. He was he was the Red Mamba, uh-huh. and then he was the Orange Mamba, uh-huh. and so now he's he's the Gold Mamba. Or can we call him the Black Mamba because it is black and gold? Well, it, it is, but let's just go with gold. Yeah, gold Mamba. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> I, th- I think I changed on that. I was, I was saying, uh, look, yeah, bottom line. You were old messing me, I, man. I, no, no. I said I'm taking Vandy on <laughs> the points. Yeah. Because I okay. think it's going to be close. But the more I start thinking about Keyshawn Vaughn, the more I'm with Keyshawn Vaughn, and, and I'll go with him. And then tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Bridgestone Arena, Predators and Wild. There's look, it's October, so it's tough. Mm-hmm. But you know the Preds are still, we think, in that Stanley Cup window. So there's a lot of excitement and a lot of buildup. There's been some changes. Mm-hmm. How good is what we see? It is going to be a party tomorrow, and I mean party tomorrow at Bridgestone Arena. Um, the Fang Fingers will be out for the power play. And this is my prediction, people. Okay. The Preds will have four power play opportunities, and they will score on three of them. Three out of four on the power play. On the power play, and they win by two goals. I, You know what? I I don't know what the score is going to be, but they're going to win by two goals. If they score on one power play, Uh that place is going to erupt. (laughs) And and you know what I'm going to say, frankly? Mm -hmm. They need to score in the power play early because they don't need it to become a mental issue for them. Oh, no. If they they have three, four, five power plays and they come away with one score and no scores, I think people are going to look and say, "Uh uh-oh. Now – who did Adam say they had out there on the number one power play unit? Wasn't it like Johansson, Forsberg, Duchesne, and jo- and uh, and I'm missing one. Arvidsson. They and better it, score. Yeah. <laughs> you better score all that firepower. You better score. I mean, that's just like 
This is like throwing all the grenades in one bag. and ah, there, there we go. Let's see if we hit something. They need to score. Now, they started off slow in the preseason. Because um, I think the first game they had five power play chances, didn't score. And I think the next game they scored one and then they picked up another. So they slowly kind of picked up their power play uh, performance in the preseason. So we hopefully that carries over um, in, in, into the season. Then you just want to see how Matt Duchesne um, looks. You want to see how Kyle Turris, if last year was just a year that every player has where it's down. Did you ever have that um, year? No, not really. Okay. No. Just checking. Dang it. Well, you can't say I had that year. It's like my first couple of years. You just took longer to develop. Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, they took longer to come to their senses. Oh. <laughs> but no, I picked the Preds to win this. The The place will be sold out tomorrow night. It will be rocking. It will be a party. And the Preds will perform as such. I, I agree with you. I think I think Matt Duchesne scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll get a power play goal, at least one. And I think they're gonna. I think they'll win like five one, and the place will just be going bonkers. And everybody goes, "We're back! We're gonna win the cup!" And and we all know that that's just one game and yeah. not really true. Overreacting. Um, yes, but I think I think it's gonna be a, a great great start. If you want more Preds talk, you can tune in tonight at six o'clock to Preds Insiders. Uh, they're gonna be at Brewhouse South in Cool Springs before Smashville Live at seven. Uh, Adam Vingan is gonna be joining Ryan Porth uh, for that broadcast of that one as well. One of 82 games, regular season games, uh, for the Nashville Predators. It just, and I know we're excited that the mm-hmm. hockey season is here. I just, I, October, early October, I just, I struggle. I could, because I want to be excited about it, but like the NFL season feels like it just kicked off. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's it, because it's such a long season, and it happens with all of the sports that have yeah. these prolonged seasons baseball, basketball, hockey. It's, you know, you get excited about the first game, but then you know there are like 81 games left, and you can't get too high, <laughs> and you can't too, get too low. low. That's right, it goes, and in you just got to stay with it. So, right. you know, but the but the first game will be rocking, and then I think after that, Bridgestone's always rocking. But people know that man, it's just a long season. Well, concussions are back in the news. Thanks to Vontez Perfect, and, and the Titans are also seeing the results of that as well with Josh Allen mm-hmm. um, in concussion protocol after a vicious hit against the New England Patriots. We're going to talk about the Perfect situation. He's been suspended for the rest of the year. Mm. Uh, is that too much? Is that enough? That's when we return on ESPN 102.5 The Game. This is the morning drive. That's not Prince or Whitney. That is the legendary Childish Gambino, man. That is Lando. Is Simba from Lion King. Oh, really? Childish Gambino is a big deal out here, man. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to doubt you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have seen the Lion King. Yeah, he the, the guy that plays in the new Lion King movie. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, the new one, yeah. Yeah, my daughter loved it. Though. Lando in the new Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in, in Solo. Yeah? Yeah. Community's yeah. own. Yeah. Community's yeah, own. That's right. Donald Glover. He was also in um, the Mars movie, The Martian. Mm. Wasn't he? I don't know. He was, huh. the, he was the, the guy who, who worked the trajectory to get him back. Mm. I believe so. Yeah. You know what I loved about that was, was the story with him is he wanted to be Han Solo. I mean, Hanso, Lando Calrissian. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm going to be Lando. And they basically told him no at first, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. He was going to be Lando. Hey, man, he's persistent. Yeah. 
Now, I'm a Star Wars guy, though, so I am all... This guy is a, is a musical genius and also a great actor. I am neither. Um, I'm, I'm neither. neither. I'm neither musical or genius. Um, I'm a guy who watches sports and gets paid, and that's a pretty good deal. Um, a guy who used to play sports and get paid was Vontez Perfect, mm-hmm. because he's not getting paid anytime soon. Suspended for the rest of the season for delivering, you know, just a blatantly dirty hit on Jack Doyle. And, you know, you could say football's getting soft, this, that, or the rules. No. It was a blatant shot to the head, and he's done it before, and he did it again. Um, So I don't believe the NFL overreacted with that decision. Do you think the NFL overreacted with that decision? And where do you think it goes from here? Um, The problem here is that the NFL, um, they, when they suspended him the first time, I think it was what, six games, four games, six games, somewhere around there. It should have been a tier to where they got to a point where, okay, now you're suspended for the year. Uh, It wasn't a tier. It was six games, six games, and then all of a sudden you're gone. So what do you think it should have been 12 or 10? I think it should have been. I think what happened is the NFL suspended him for the year. I think the appeal will get it reduced to maybe 8 to 10 games and he's able to play. But this is but then the NFL PA needs to needs to pull him aside. Not the NFL. Not the, the NFL. The players association. The players association need to pull him aside, have a meeting with him and his agent and say, "Listen, we understand, you know, this is the way he want to continue playing, but this is not the way the NFL wants him to play. Everyone seems to have changed the way they play the game, except Burfick. You're hurting your fellow teammates. They're not on your team, but they're your teammates. They're your partners. We are yeah. a group. We are a union. You know, we're all here for one common cause, and that's the betterment of us as players. Mm-hmm. And you are a rogue player. You're trying to hurt one of us. That's not cool, man. Like you could be playing with this guy next year. Yeah. And you're trying to hurt him this year. Why? These are blatant hits. These are blatant targeted hits. You need to change the way you're playing. Flat out. If not, then we can't continue to go to bat for you when you have no regard for anybody. Disrespecting the the PA, disrespecting the league, disrespecting your teammates on your team. Because if you do this, you can't play. Now they don't have the they don't have the availability of Burfick out there on the field, and he's a good player. Yeah, I just don't see why he doesn't change the way he plays. It just it, it baffles me. Well, people are very stubborn, and and they tell themselves that they're right. That, yeah. that I have to. This is me. This mm-hmm. is who I am. This is the way I play the game. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. And you know what? For his entire career, people have taken it. Mm-hmm. You know, in small doses, they've been told, well, you can't do that. But you know what? People are still lining up to pay him. Yeah. And so he's still saying, well, I'm still right because they're still lining up to pay me. Um, but you've got to, as the league then, you've got to take the, t- the decision away from the teams. Exactly. We're not going to let you pay him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, he is potentially ending lives sooner. I always say this because I know I've gone round and round with people on this who, who want to see the headshots and mm-hmm. want to see guys get blown up and get them you know permanently damaged. You can have super violent big hits in this game mm-hmm. without the shots to the head. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thir- 30, what's his, what's his name for the Titans? Milton? Yeah. The, the kid they picked up from Green Bay in special teams? 
he delivered a devastating hit on special teams mm-hmm. in Atlanta Sunday. Totally clean. I mean, it was a big – whole stadium went, woo. And you know what? It was clean. It can happen. You can do it. When you are trying to use the crown of your helmet to hit somebody else in the helmet – you are trying to physically maim that, that person. That's not about winning and losing. That's not about physical domination. That is about permanently injuring someone. And then you get injured yourself in the process. Yes, when you because lower your helmet, you break your neck. What I'm here's the thing, Burfick. If you do it, if you if they allow you to go back in the NFL, they allow you to play again, which I think they will. You make that hit again, and you get hurt. No one's going to feel sorry for you. No one's going to feel sorry for him. No one feels sorry for him right now for being suspended. Exactly. No one feels sorry for him. Um, so to me, you have to change the way you play. The hardest hits have been, the, like you said, the hardest hits have been the cleanest hits. I've got hit by um, Pittsburgh still a linebacker. I forget which one it was. It was so hard. Um, he hit me clean on a on a short square out on a short out route. And he caught me clean right in the chest. Clean hit. It hurt like you know what. (laughs) And it was the cleanest hit. Those are the hits that hurt players. Those are the hits that not necessarily. That they remember. I'm not saying hurt by putting them out the game, but it like physically like. That's the one the next time you go across the middle, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to see that guy. Absolutely. It's like, oh, man, that was a hard hit. I got up like, man. That hurt, you know, <laughs> and but you don't need those other hits. You don't need those. You can be shots. a exactly. physical player without you can those deliver other shots. devastating hits. That, that's my entire point: is you can still have these electric moments in the game, these mm-hmm. these moments of physicality where you wonder how on earth you guys get up from each one of these plays. Mm-hmm. They can still happen and be clean. Yes, and he. But like you said, he's stubborn. And he think his right his way is the right way. Yep. And I'm not changing for anyone because I'm still getting paid. Because I'm still getting paid. But so you think they're gonna? How many games do you? So it's a 12 game suspension right now, uh-huh. or 13 in the 12 because uh-huh. he's been sent back from London. How many games do you think it gets decreased to? I think it they knock it down to totaling. Um, I think he's back for at least the last four games of the season. So you say eight games? They yeah. go from a full well, not full season, but only 12 games. Yeah, I think they go from 12 to eight. Um, and then he's allowed to come back. Um, but then I think after that, if it happens again, I think he he will never ever play in the NFL again. I and rightfully so. Yeah, I you know what? I guess there's what I want and uh-huh. what I think reality is because I've I've heard that from a number of people where they mm-hmm. think it will be reduced. It will still be significant. Uh-huh. It will be more than the four or the six. It'll probably be eight. I, I think if the NFL wants to make a statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the poster boy to make that statement yeah. with. No, you're right. And I don't think people will feel sad if the NFL said, you know what? Nope, we're not. And I, and I would just say, Vontez, you've had your warnings. You've had multiple warnings. Mm-hmm. And you're done for this year. You're done for this year. If you want to take us to court, we'll see you in court. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand him, man. I just really don't. Uh, it's, it's, there's no need for it. There's no place for it, especially nowadays, knowing what we know, seeing what guys are dealing with after. Yeah. It's all, we're already in a position where everybody thinks that's not going to be them. Exactly. Yeah. And it's already a violent sport. You don't need to make it more violent by hits like that. No, it's, it's, it's a great game and it, and it can stay a great game. The big finish is on the way and I get to be a part of it. How spectacular is that? This is the morning drive on ESPN 1025, the game. Big show. Yeah,
Big Finish on Morning Drive. Corey Curtis, Derek Mason, final segment here on the Morning Drive. The MTSU Blue Raiders take on the thundering herd of Marshall this Saturday at Floyd Stadium. Get to the game early and experience the Grove tailgate area. Don't forget to also check out the Blue Raider Beer Garden and Family Fun Zone. Kickoff uh, from Middle Tennessee and Marshall, 2.30 on 102.5 the game and on 97.5 in Murfreesboro. Marquise, take it away. The Big Finish brought to you by Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS season for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. And now it is time for the Daily Rewind. Good morning, Nashville. This is not Braden Gall. This is not Nikhil. This is Corey Curtis alongside Derek Mason. The old guys. In the studio. Yes. We've known each other a long time, Mace. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we're old. Man. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> it's great to be with everyone this morning. You've got me for four hours, so uh, feel free to swing away. So if you're driving to work and you're saying, who the heck is that guy and why is he filling my uh, car with this noise? The- this, they this they recognize me. your voice, Corey. Do they? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they recognize they're, Oh, that's Corey. I mean, Corey, we have you on every Monday, man. It's not like... Uh, that's true. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's Corey. Around 7.30, and it occurred to me that it was pitch dark outside, but it was still like 100 degrees. I'm like, man, this is just crazy that just two weeks ago, yeah, around two weeks ago, at 7.30, 8 o'clock, the sun was still up. And now you look, 7.30, the sun's down, it's dark. It goes fast. Yeah. I'm like, goodness gracious, man. It doesn't even feel like fall. I was in Chattanooga over the weekend, Uh and that's Eastern time zone. And we were getting up at 7 o'clock. It was still pitch black. Oh, man. I don't like that. They need to keep it the way it is. They need to go back. They need to change the laws. And I know a lot of it was for farmers, but yeah. we've we've come a long way. And we have lights, exactly. <laughs> we have we have lights. We have things that light up the pathways yeah. now. We don't need the sun, you know, that to go down or come up that early. Whatever. Well, we it is. do need the sun. We need it, but he's, he's critical. Old man Aaron. Soleil is, is critical to our lives. Can I just say, watching you play in a Ravens uniform, one of the more difficult things that I've had to do. Yeah, it was one of the more difficult things I had to do (laughs) in leaving here and going there. But, you know, Jackie Robinson, this is a great part. You you know the whole Jackie Robinson, how his career ended? uh, No, I didn't. Okay, okay, so he's a Dodger Uh for life. Yeah. He was traded to the Giants. Oh, wow. That's... No, you don't do that. And you know what he did? He retired. retired. He said, I'm not doing it. And he retired. He refused to play for the Giants, and so he retired. I couldn't retire. It was only after year eight. We talked about it before. You know, being in Nashville, you're not one of 32. You're you're kind of in the back five. And and I think it's the same for guys like you, Steve, and Eddie. Unfortunately, it may come down to that that veterans committee. Yeah. Because you're you're not the sexy picks okay. right up had at I the played, front. Had I spent my 15 years in Baltimore, or had I spent my you know half of my years in New England? Derek, if you're a Dallas Cowboy, you're in right oh, now. Oh yeah, with those numbers, I'm in. But I will say this. If you do go to Canton, you got to walk down to Whitney, though. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. got to play it in the background. Uh, I got you. I'm going to follow you with a boombox playing Whitney Houston as you go across the stage. Jared and the GM, mm-hmm. they complain about how cold it is in the studio all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I brought a pullover in here. It's not cold. Enough. I'm not wearing the pullover. So, uh, something's just wrong with Jared. Uh, he's soft. Yeah. He's soft. 
He's soft. S-O-F. He wears that pullover everywhere, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it don't matter the weather. It don't matter where he's at. It don't matter the occasion. He just wears it. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, guys like Derek and Eddie George, I always say if I looked like you guys, I would just wear, like, a Speedo everywhere I go. <laughs> when you look like Jared, you wear a pullover everywhere you go. The head coach of the Vanderbilt Commodores is on the line. Ole Miss is perennially a talented football team. And, and you know, when, when when we've been able to come out on the other side of this game with, with victories, and it's propelled us, you know, forward and given us a chance to, to go to postseason. So it's probably no different this year. I mean, they're talented, and they got a you know, young quarterback in Plumley who I think reminds you of Shea Patterson. And they've got skill all over the place, you know, on offense, defense, you know, under Coach McIntyre, you know, and they're getting better. And, you know, it's a formidable team. I mean, this team put up some points versus Alabama, and our football team's got to be prepared to go to uh, Oxford and play, you know, its best ball game of the year. Eric Bacharach from the Tennessean is joining us now. Yeah, you know, I, I think the Titans' size is something that, you know, we, we all saw sort of A.J. Brown turn on the Jets on that 55-yard run reached over 20 miles an hour. But the size that the Titans have with Corey, with Delaney, with A.J., as you mentioned, I think that's a real advantage. I think that could give teams some problems. And, and again, when this offense is sort of humming the right way, not to mention Derrick Henry, you know, I think they're a team that can match up physically with, with really the best of them. It, it's really just a matter of, you know, so far for the Titans, this fight his offense, as Marcus Mario just said, after last week's game, the key has sort of just been thinking to the blueprint of, uh, you know, the pass game working efficiently, the offensive line holding up and getting ahead, which, which is key, so that, you know, you could sort of use Derrick Henry later in games as the closer. I, you know, I think that's been the recipe for success. With the one and only Adam Vingen from The Athletic. That would be Craig Smith, at least according to practice yesterday. And, and I like that idea by putting Arvidsson and Smith on the same line, which hasn't been done too much. They are two of the most proficient shooters in the NHL. When you just look at the volume in which they're able to get pucks on net. So having that with Ryan Johansson to facilitate... Plus, you move Forsberg down with Brandland and Duchesne, which I have, I believe has the makings of a line with great potential. I do think the top six, you know, maybe the most dangerous it's been for this team in a very long time. Shaquille O'Neal mm. and Damian Lillard are oh, going yeah. back and forth with a little rat beef. Good. I'm picking Shaq on that one. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, knew the old school. I knew the old school would pick no, the old because school. It's Dame, not even close. Yeah, Dame Lillard went in the studio, and he had everything nice and put together. And Shaq said, you know what? I'm just going to pull out my boom box and go for some. I, I'll give Damian Lillard because of delivery, man. His delivery was on point. His yes. lyrics were on point. But it's also an he old dude. Cringe. you got to give the old dude credit for hanging with the young guy. But see, what a diss record, you have to have a line that just be like, ooh, it makes you make that stank face. That stank Check face. Check that one. Which one? I don't know. I got <laughs> The one about Trevor Ariza? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> no, he said you're not, you're not even, even Steph Curry or Westbrook. Oh, that was, that was no. okay. Corey Curtis sitting in for Nick and Braden. It just takes one me to fill the seat for those two guys. That either means I got a big butt or I got a lot to say. <laughs> We've established the size of my posterior is not abnormally large. But the size of my ego is massive. I think everyone has a big ego. We made it. Four hours. Yes, it was a quick four hours, too. I don't know if four hours can be quick, but it seemed that way. You know what? It, it was not long enough for you to finish your sludge, your pescatarian sludge. Yeah. It is here. It's looking good.
Well, you got to finish it, big guy, because you said it's all you're going to eat until dinner Absolutely. tonight. So. <laughs> all right, Nick and Braden are back in the saddle with D-Mace tomorrow. I know you guys have a big day, Preds opening day, uh, a very big one I know on this station, uh, home of the Nashville Predators. So we look forward to that show. Coming up next, Willie, Darren. Double dip is next. Chase, where are they? Here. They're here? Absolutely. All right. Everybody enjoy. This has been Corey Curtis sitting in on the morning drive. It has been a lot of fun. Have a great week, Nashville. Bailey, DJ Nashville. I love you.